Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's January 14th, and I'm in icy Manitoba, Canada. But it's actually starting to warm up because um, I'm putting on the Westman Wellness Expo this weekend, and for six months I've been asking for nice weather, and we're having record highs. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so I have an awesome, awesome guest on the show. This is one of the most amazing guests I've had so far. I'm so excited to have her. Uh, we're going to be talking about business today, and this is coming in at a really awesome time for me because I have personally uh, tons of different questions for Simone. Um, she's the worldwide coordinator of Access Consciousness and has been working with Gary Douglas for uh, probably 13, 15 years, something like that, she'll tell us. And uh, she's just an awesome woman. She's inspired me so much in the way that I create my business and my life. So thank you so much for being on, Simone. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for having me. You're so sweet. I loved what you wrote on Facebook as well. It's always interesting to read somebody else's you know, point of view because I have known you for quite some time. It's yeah. We've all been to many, many different classes and many, many different things that have shown up in our lives that we've been willing to change, etc. So it is, I'm, I was grateful for that when I read it. I was like, oh, it's nice to get the feedback that you actually <laughs> are you actually someone's using? life in some way. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, no, it's funny. We don't see the ripples. And it's kind of funny. We don't really see how other people see us or what they get from things. So, No, yeah. we're not very quick to acknowledge the changes that we can be for other people. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, how many times do we go into judgment more so than actually acknowledging that we are a gift to other people. So, yeah. yeah. So thank yeah. you, Julia. I appreciate it. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I have a million different um, areas that I want to cover today, and we'll see where this goes. Um, but first of all, could you just talk a little bit about, I mean, you tell really good stories, and I'd love to hear just a bit about how you started with Access Consciousness. And uh, I know you always joke and say, um, I don't really know what it means to be worldwide coordinator of access, but I am. <laughs> and it seems to be working because we're in 133 countries. Um, and so I'd love to just hear a little bit about how you um, just found access and, uh, and we'll hear about the journey and lots of tools, but just kind of the, the beginning. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I actually, I lived in Sydney and I moved up to, I, I broke up with a boyfriend and he left me. Um, in a business that we were in together in heaps and heaps of debt as well and I was like I need something different you know so I actually was going to go study naturopathy in Brisbane at a college up there they have a really good you know name for themselves so I moved up to Queensland and funny I never ever went to college there I never ever studied naturopathy what I did was I ended up meeting this access consciousness facilitator and I was like oh my god this is so intriguing like it sort of matched the energy of everything that I knew was possible and what I had been searching for because I kept going, this can't be it, this can't be it, like this reality, it's like everything that's going on around me, surely there has to be something better than this. So when I met this guy, I was just so intrigued and I ended up meeting, um, I actually went to an intro that he did and there was only one person that showed up, which was me. <laughs> I was a little bit like, wow. all right, I don't even know what you're saying with all this like, you know, pock and pod stuff and I had no idea what was going on but the thing I did notice Julia is the next morning after the first intro I ever went to have access <laughs> I woke up and I was like something's different because I was so like 
<laughs> it's 6 a.m. I will be at the gym by 6.30 and do my hour workout. And then I will do the, you know, and I was like, sort of like, yeah, I'll get up when I'm getting up. And I was like, what's going on? I'd lost all my, you know, I guess structures <laughs> that I <Yeah>. created <laughs> as trying to create my reality. And I rang him and went, what the hell did you do to me last night? And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, things are different. Like, things have changed. And he was like, okay, good. What if you just went with it and relaxed? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, and I was super busy at work. So I sort of, I was intrigued by um, Access because I had a company as well called Good Vibes For You. And that was sort of uh, funding my lifestyle. And so I didn't get to meet, I met Gary at November 2002 in Sydney at a Mind, Body and Spirit Festival. And he, uh, I love our meeting because I was working at this festival, which, you know, <clears throat> I'd spent thousands of dollars to set up and, you know, had to make a huge profit and blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. But I just had this friend of mine who died. She'd been to Bali surfing and got bitten by a mosquito and died within three days of being bitten. So it was pretty tragic and very rare. So please don't get, you know, scared about going to Bali. <laughs> it was, I've never heard of another case like it. So I was devastated I was so upset and then Gary Douglas walked around the corner with this facilitator I knew and introduced and I knew who he was and got introduced and he hugged me and I sort of pulled back straight away and he looked at me and he went you know you'd make a lot more money in your business you'd be better off and you have more fun in life if you're open to receiving and I just looked at him and thought you're just some crazy man you have no idea what's going on in my life right now like and I was like yes yes and smiled away and sort of but I could not stop thinking about what he'd said to me, Julia. It was like over and over again I could hear him about like everything would be better off if I was open to receiving. And the next morning I went over and I literally marched over with my hands on my hips because I'm still pretty angry that this friend of mine's dead, you know. And I walked over and I looked at him and I went, so what the hell did you mean? What, what did you say to me yesterday? Like what's that all about? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, <laughs> you told me that I'd be better off if I was open to receiving. And... He looked at me and he goes, he goes, yes, you would. And I said, I didn't think I was allowed to receive. I thought that my job was to give. I thought that's what we're here on the planet to do. Which I, so many people, Julia, I see have that point of view. It's always, you know, the, you know, what's your purpose? It's like, oh, to help, to help the poor, help the kids, help the animals, help all of this. And what Access has shown me is it's not about helping. It's like about inviting, you know, um, consciousness to the planet. And so he totally twisted my reality from the first time I ever met Gary Douglas. So, of course, I ended up going to one of his seminars and he swore in the seminar and was so, he was a little bit crass and he was, and I was like, oh, God, thank God there's someone out there who's real, who's talking about what matches the energy that I know exists. It was like a <laughs> breath of fresh air to me. Yeah. So, so, of course, I found myself pretty quickly, you know, going to classes and, and I was like, uh, I need more, I need more, I need more sort of thing and found myself in Houston, Texas within six months at a facilitator's class which was, I don't know, to an Australian going to Houston, Texas is really not, it's not, the, you know, you go to New York, you go to LA, you, go, <laughs> yeah. you don't go to Houston, Texas. It was like, it was strange. <laughs> I was like, and here I am, life has changed. So <laughs> it changed a lot for me. I'm so incredibly grateful. So that was like 13 years ago, I think. Right, and it changed pretty quickly by the sounds of it, right from when you met Gary. But I mean, when you find the energy and whatever it is of what you're looking for your entire life, it's just like, it's like, let's go. Yeah, and I had been doing so many different things. Like I had worked in a million different industries. I, you know, had, uh, you know, lots of 
you know, three months wonder relationships, <laughs> looking for <laughs> looking for something. And I, you know, I I took drugs. I I did it all because I was just like, like I said, I, this can't be it. There's got to be something beyond this. So when I did meet Gary, it was such a strong awareness of this is what I've been looking for. This is what I. This is what matches the energy of what I know exists on the planet. Because I created, you know, good vibes for you long before access, before I'd met Gary. And, uh, and good vibes for you, to me, was about creating more vulnerability between people, was about inviting people to change the way they were with the planet. Like I was just so set out to change the planet, change the barriers that people put up with each other, like all of that. So when I met Gary, it was sort of like a no-brainer. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, you have the tools. Because that's the thing I love about access. It's like these tools and processes are quick. So you can change anything instantaneously, whereas I just had this concept, you know. I, I think I, I got dropped off the line. Did you keep going without me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. I had to bath you earlier. I just kept talking. There's one thing you can rely on me to do is keep talking. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it was How very did... profound. You missed it all. <laughs> so what did I miss? What did we learn? Oh, not, never to be repeated again. Only on Julia Sotis' radio station can you hear this again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that's so that's your that's a really neat story. I the, what out of everything you just said, what stuck out of my mind was that you were in a class with Gary Douglas, and it was just the two of you. And that's something that I really it's kind of encouraging to hear, like where we all started and where we're going and, and what we're choosing. And, and so it's, that's a really neat perspective to hear. Like, no, you know, it wasn't Gary. It was another facilitator, not Gary. Oh, okay. No, it was another facilitator where I was the only one that showed up. Okay. So okay. This is the other facilitator that I'd met, which is, he's no longer a facilitator now. So, but that's who I'd met. No, no. But when I first came to classes with Gary though, Julia, um, I remember standing in the room with Dane and this guy Ray, who's about the same age as me, and myself, and I was much younger then, and it was just filled with all these, I want to say, old women, and sitting, you know, at the front row just Googling at Gary going, oh, maybe I'll be the new Mrs. Douglas, and I was like, this is insane. I was like, this is not for people over, you know, only for people over 50. (laughs) These are fantastic tools. This should be for everybody. And honestly, we were the only three people there under 35, like, at that stage. It was like there was nobody else. Everyone else was over 50, and I was like, this is crazy. So I was like, everybody in the world. And right from the beginning, my target has been that every single person in the world needs to know that access exists so that they can make a choice. Not saying they have to do it. They have to, you know, they can make a choice. And the second thing that I was really wanting to get out there was that everybody knew when the next classes were on. Because Gary used to come to Australia, and I'd go, oh, so what have you done? Like, have, you, have we rung people, emailed people? Because, of course, I wasn't involved in the business, but I just kept sticking my nose in. <laughs> and they were like, oh, no, word just gets around. And I'm like, no, Gary Douglas is flying all the way up from the U.S. It's like every single person who's been to a class needs to know that this is available, that, that right. there's something here. So then I started a Hotmail address. <laughs> <laughs> and I gathered everybody's uh, now I started a hotmail address because I wanted to be able to leave at any moment this is my commitment phobia and, um, and I so I started a hotmail address and 
from uh, there, so I could always hand over to anyone. I started collecting everyone's details and their phone number because there was no database for anyone who'd been to the classes in Australia. It was just like they came when they came. So you could right. never follow anything up. You could never invite them to anything else. And I was like, this is insane. So I started that. And then Gary said to this other guy, Ray, he said, you know, you should ask someone to help you with the stuff in Australia. And I was like, no, no, I can't. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I've got my own business. But of course I kept doing things. And I ended up organizing the first level two and three that I ever went to. I organized all the accommodation for everyone. I organized the venue, the, the candy, you know, the snacks, the, everything I did. I did registrations, all of it. And Gary came up to me and because I'd done a mail out, like I'd mailed everyone and I'd done all this stuff. And he came up and he gave me some money, but it was not very much. Like it was like $45 or something because of what it cost me to send everyone, you know, this mail out that I, you know, printed out this sheet and everything was going on. And I said, what's this for? And he said, this is for the reimbursement for the postage that you did. And I burst out crying. <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, but it was the whole receiving thing. Like I was so stuck on this receiving thing. Like to me, I was like, you know, even receiving $45 for something that I had, um, that I paid for that was his business, I still found it really hard to receive. And then after the whole four days of level two and three, he gave me a chunk of money and I was just like, no, I, no, I don't want this money. And he's like, but you've organized this whole event. Like he said, I want to pay you. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want your money. And, he's, and I, we argued for ages and he said, okay, what's really going on here? And I said, I don't want to commit to you. I said, if I take this money, I'm committing to you. And he said, no, you're not. He said, I'm just paying you for a job. He, and he was laughing. He ended up taking me out to dinner and processing me the whole time at this Thai restaurant in the Gold Coast on commitment because I was just like, if I take your money, then I'm committing to you and I want to be able to leave at any moment. And he's like, you can leave at any moment. You'll always have choice. But what I would like is to pay you for the job you did. So it was, it was, and it was funny because at that time, Julia, I was $187,000 in debt. So I wasn't very good at receiving money the things that I did. I was very good at being generous, but I wasn't very good at receiving money. So it changed a lot for me and for years and years and years. And I still have another level of receiving that shows up all the time, like that, you know, it hits me <laughs> with a big bang. And I'm like, okay, here right. it is again. And it's like, so how much are we refusing to receive that if we did receive it? We change our whole entire reality around business, money, relationships, everything. Woo! Everything of that is times of God doing that's showing on creative. Yes. Right yes. on good and bad, pock and pot all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So with commitment, the word commitment keeps popping into out of my head and I was actually uh just finished working with somebody and it was commitment, commitment with something over because it's almost like uh people and have this, this structure where it's like I can either keep this comfortable lifestyle or I can be committed to something and I can't turn back and I can't have my old life. And so, and like, what, what do you, how do you work with people who are not looking to commit to their life or commit to themselves? Well, it depends what situation it is. And it's like, I mean, you've got to be an allowance of people choosing that. That's, Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I would say. Now, if they're working with you or it's got something to do with your business, then it's like, okay, what questions could you ask or sort of pointing that out? I mean, as soon as, Gary, I realized that I had choice, that any day I could wake up and go, okay, I'm done, then it was much easier for me to choose something because I was committing to 
I thought I was committing like, you know, in a straitjacket, you know, hands in a handcuff sort of thing. Um, that's it. I'm now employed because I always wanted to own my own business because I wanted to have freedom. And it's like that's one of the greatest myths out there. It's like you can have freedom no matter what you choose. So right. if they are working with you, then I think you need to sort of um, like how do you empower them to realize that it's like it doesn't mean signing their life away, but what are they committing to with them? Like doesn't matter, you know, what would you like to choose to, to move forward with your life? Depends on right. the situation. Right. Yeah. And then I guess a lot of it comes to um, making a commitment to yourself too, like like the commitment to actually be you and, and choose what you're going to choose and trust yourself. Yeah, the only thing I see with that though, there's such a fine line, Julia, because you do mm-hmm. have to commit to you, but then people go to this place of choosing against someone yeah. or something to choose yeah. for them and it's like that's not how it works. It's like... I mean, how many of us chose against our parents growing up so that we were choosing for us? And it's yeah. like, no. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't make you feel any lighter. It's like, so it's like, how can you include, like, it's like the kingdom of we is what we refer to it in access instead of the kingdom of me. So it's like, if you have a look at your choices and go, okay, so yes, I'm committing to myself. Like, I know what I'm committing to here. And it's like, you know, I'm committing to a life of creating way more consciousness and making lots of money too because I've finally realized that money is a hell of a lot of fun and you can do some fun things with it rather than making it so significant and have this thing of like, I'm only allowed to receive a certain amount of money because, I mean, that's the spiritual world, you know. So it's like I'm committed to changing the world. I'm committed to uh, making sure that every single person in the world knows that access consciousness exists. And like you said at the beginning, Julie, we're doing pretty well. We're in over 130 countries, so how does it get any better than that? And making sure that they are aware when there's more classes to choose from. So that's a commitment that I make, but it's not in the commitment. It's not a choice against anyone else. And it's like, okay, so I'm even in a relationship and it's like, I will choose what I choose, not based on what my partner will choose. But it's like, he's more than welcome to come along for the ride. And it's like, and, but if he doesn't, it's like, I'm not choosing against him. And it's a That's really a, tricky area because it's almost like we justify our choices based on what on excluding someone else. Yeah. It's a really, really funny line. And, a, a, like, it's a line that I've, like, walked on one side and then the other. And, and it's, it's amazing to realize that you can actually choose for everybody. And, and yeah. doing that doesn't mean you have to rely and agree. I mean, I know there's people who you know, who I know of who have the point of view that, you know, having your back is um, aligning and agreeing with you. And it's like, no, that's not what it is. The kingdom of we is like, I can, like, if I choose something and it's like, Julie, you might not wish to choose it yourself, but there's an inclusion of you in it so that you will always have a choice. There's no exclusion. Right, absolutely. And committing to me and committing to where I'm going, like, say, you know, because it's quite often in relationships that happens, it's like, you know, I'm committed to where I'm going, which what that creates is an invitation for him to choose for him. And vice versa, there's areas that he goes off and then I go, <clears throat> I mean, he's much more of a this reality rule breaker than me. It's always very funny because I'm like, you can't do that. The sign <laughs> says. You know? <laughs> he's like, oh dear, lucky we didn't hang out in my younger life. You would have hated me. <laughs> but it's like, <clears throat> it's like this honoring of what people choose. And including, I mean, consciousness, you know, judgment includes um, everything and judges nothing. 
Right. So, okay. I wanted to ask you this. Um, I think that business, like the concept of business and the idea of business sort of has like this facade around it. Like you have to be professional and you have to do things a certain way. And I think to a great degree that is, you know, there is some awareness of, of being a professional. And at the same time, like the way that you talk and the way that you are, you're so honest and you're so vulnerable. And most people um, in business and in life and on radio shows, my sister, I've been having this conversation with my sister because she just wrote a novel, um, like a, like a, like a self-help book. So, and, and we've been talking about how every, like, so many of the authors we've read and so much of the stuff that we've done, there's very little actual honesty to what the person is saying. Like there's a point trying to be proven and you do that really differently. And I see a lot of people in access doing that really differently. Like you're actually there, you're actually in your life and you're actually in your business. And I would just love to hear you like talk about um, like what that is and how you do that. And maybe some clearing statements on that or something. Okay, so the first thing I would say, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff in that, so you might have to remind me of some of it, but the first thing I would say too is if you look at the last business meeting you went to or who you met up with or some sort of thing, it's like when people aren't being them, it's like it's so unattractive to do business with that. It's unattractive to do business with the company, with the person, with the project. It's sort of like you feel like there's a whole bunch of lies there. Now, you were saying that I'm, I'm truthful, yes, and I'm also very manipulative. Right. It's like I know how to manipulate a situation so that I can um, not, I, I guess, influence their choice, but give them the choices that, you know, that will create the most or will work for me or whatever. So there's a level of manipulation done in business, which there's a level of presence in that that most people are not willing to have. So everything okay. that is everywhere that you have so many judgments of uh, manipulation that it stops you from creating what you know is possible where you destroy and uncreate it. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And what I mean by the first thing, it's like have a look at the last business meeting you're in. How many people do you walk away with? Like at any sort of gathering, it's like social gathering. And the one that was just the people who were just so real and they're just like, hey, you know, they're a being, they're a, like, and having a, a fun, fun with it, they're the ones that you get attracted to. And it's like, so what business are they in? Whereas if they're all, I mean, corporate world is very interesting because it's like the corporate world, you know, there's a certain dress code sort of thing. And yes, it's like, like you said, to a certain level, it's like dress for judgment because people are going to judge you anyway. So it's like, what clothing are you wear, wearing? What shoes are you wearing? What jewelry are you wearing? How's your hair? Like you don't walk in, you know, with your hair not done and, you know, you know, no makeup on or anything like that. It's like you create a look that's going to create an invitation for your business and for your company. But there's a level of truth to that too because it's like you're being you. But it's like you're allowed – I mean, I love um, Steve Bowman. Uh, and if you haven't read any of their books, Chetisha and Steve Bowman, they're a, a fabulous friends of mine who live in Melbourne, Australia. And – They've written quite a few books and they travel around the world talking to uh, mainly like having, uh, they go in and they deal with all boards like CEOs and the, and the board of directors and uh, not-for-profits, um, you know, heads of company. Their idea is it's like if the head of the company can change and start to ask questions, then maybe the whole entire company will change. 
And I mean, right. they're walking into these massive companies with massive amounts of money. And Steve is just such a, a light-hearted character and will nail exactly the problem right on the head without being... Like the amount of CEOs that have resigned, and that's part of his job sometimes, he's like, right, okay, so this obviously isn't working out. You know, this is, you know, here's the resignation that we've drawn up. You can sign it right here sort of thing. But he's real about it. He's not trying to skirt around the edges. I mean, how many people function from judgment in a business meeting rather than, okay, what's going to create the most here? What greater possibilities can come out from this meeting? Because what are you doing it for? It's like, what's your business for? What's the target? What's the awareness of where you would like to head with your business? Right. And I guess, like, the, the flip side of that is, is, like, most are most people in it to, like, to prove something or to prove something to themselves? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't have an answer um, for yeah. you. It's like yeah. the, the, I mean, it, it is an interesting question to go, okay, so what are you in it for? I mean... I always wanted to own my own business. Like when I was at school, people would talk about, you know, um, uh, you know, d- doing different things, going to college, getting married, you know, all this sort of stuff, or, or being a lawyer or whatever it was. Mine was I want to own my own business. And, you know, people would say, what's it going to be? I don't know. I just would like to own my own business. Like that's what I knew that I want, wanted to create. So I didn't know what industry. It's like, to me, it just felt like one of the most creative things possible. So for me, it was, you know, about creating. It was about, um, uh, well, I thought at that time it was about creating the freedom for myself because I, you know, own my own business, which if anyone out there has their own business, they'll realize that that's not usually true. (laughs) (laughs) And then as I, I went traveling too, like, and I wanted to travel. And then as I traveled around the world and I looked around the world because I was brought up in Australia with, you know, koalas and kangaroos, and we don't really have a great deal of enemies. Um, as I traveled around the world, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, we have an amazing planet, and people are either ignoring it, you know, not taking notice of it, or taking advantage of it, or the fight that was going on around the world between, you know, races, between um, poverty, wealthy, all of that sort of stuff. And that's when I went, oh, I'd like my business to have an effect on the world that it could change it. Hmm. So I started making another demand. So it's like I think everybody has a different, um, you know, different choice or different reason for starting a business. And some people it's just about making money and it's like, you know, what if there was no judgment for what it is? Right, And you just chose based on that, yeah. I mean, I didn't ask for money to show up for ages and then finally I was like, okay, this is really not working. <laughs> it's like I've got a business and money's not showing up and I'd like to do this and that and that. So I went, all right, time for money to show up. Time for me to right. receive money. Yeah. It can get a little bit exhausting. <laughs> it it um. does, yeah. Well, try to be righteous because I was. I was like, I mean, I'd been in the, you know, the, I want to say the spiritual world. It's like I traveled around India. I had bindis on my head and long flowing skirts and you know, justifying why I had no money because of the poverty in other places I'd seen. All, I did all of that and then was like, hang on. And then I even used the justification of I'm asking for money to show up because I'll do good things with it. And it's like, what if I was just having friggin' fun with it? So right. it took me a while to get over that point of view and I would love it if... Um, so everybody out there listening that has the point of view that you actually have to justify why you're asking for money to show up in your life rather than just having money show up in your life where you're just very uncreative, Yes. 
tons of godzillion writing on good and bad, pock and pot, all known swords, boys and beyond. I mean, it's like how much judgment are you using to create the judgment? Judgment Woo. is money. Tons of godzillion writing on good and bad, pock and pot, all known swords, boys and beyond. <clears throat> Simone? Yes. Sorry, it's Francesca here. Thank you. Thank you, Julia. So about, about this, it's also, I have a question because in the last period, I really follow your, your tools and a lot of money is showing up in my life and really I'm so grateful for everything. This, okay. But also, I'm getting the last days and I say, wow, I'm quite, it, there is no afraid about that, but it's also like <clears throat> if I'm stopping me because I'm receiving too much, you know, like, not able to Okay, so do you have stuff. the point of view that you're receiving too much or do you have, what's, what's the point of view that, that you have decided is stopping you? It actually almost that, it's not that I need to do more based on what I'm doing now, but about the financial, you know, financial awareness and all this stuff, things that I have to handle, you know, start, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so Francesca, have you ever mm. been acknowledged for the gift that you be? Okay, thank you. No, really, actually. Now, this still... is a really interesting thing to get. Please get this, everyone out there, because it's like, you know, when I told that story at the beginning of this um, radio show about Gary, you know, you know, trying to give me money for this two and three that I was organizing, he was attempting to show me the gift I was and I was flat out refusing it which meant refusing money and it's like so what have you like absolutely refused to receive that if you received it would show up as the gift of you of and as you and everything that that is where you destroy and uncreate it yes yeah. right and wrong good and bad pock and pot all nine shorts boys and beyonds and how many of you have the point of view that the only way your contribution is if you're working X amount of hours. Like if you receive $1,000 and you decide that you're worth $100 an hour or $50 an hour, then how many hours do you have to work? Rather than like, oh great, here's $1,000. How does it get any better than this? It's like can you actually calibrate your, um, your contribution by money? Or is that one of the limitations of this reality? Yeah. So everything that that is, we destroy and uncreate it. <laughs> yeah, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. I mean, I look at Brendan, um, my partner, and it's like, he's such an amazing contribution. It's like, since I've been with him, um, you know, here with his dog and his son, it's like he definitely came with some packages. <laughs> and <laughs> since I've been with them, though, you would think, oh, that's costing more money, but it's contributed so much both of us have ended up making more money it's like even to the fact of buying a house and doing renovations there's no I have no that I'm clueless with things like that and he's one of the most creative people I've ever come across him and Gary Douglas on on you know creating renovations and changing things in houses it's it's a weird you know uh, talent that they have now how can you put a money value on that it's like you can't there's a huge contribution to it so it's like, what, what, are you, what talents do you currently have that you haven't been willing to acknowledge that if you acknowledge them would show up as 
enormous amounts of money and currency flows and everything that that is time to go dealing where you destroy and uncreate it. Yep. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Oh, it made me cry, really. Tears. <clears throat> Thank you. So, Thank and the you. funny thing is, okay, so it's made you cry, and it's like, are you crying or is your body crying? Like, our bodies are so much smarter than ours. That is, like, a given. <laughs> it's like, and our bodies are like, will you please receive? Will you please receive more? We like to travel in first class. We like to wear diamonds and pearls. We like to have nice sheets. Please receive more. We like eating caviar <laughs> and nice champagne. <laughs> so everything in that is and everywhere that you've been refusing to receive the contribution your body can be to you as well, will you destroy and uncreate it? Yeah. 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 All right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Thank you very much. Very, very much. Thanks. You're welcome, my awesome. friend. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. Um, like, we talk about receiving so much, and and I'm not sure. I can't get the question out. There's so much energy on that. Um, can you just talk about receiving a little bit, Simone, and how to get better at it <laughs> in business, especially uh, that's the topic of today's show? The big show. R word. The big, the big R. R word, the one that everyone refuses. So, okay, so receiving is in, um, I mean, it's, it doesn't have, to me, it's like it doesn't have a limit. And there's so many little ways that you can practice because it's like a muscle because you have to be willing to choose to receive because how much vulnerability is there in receiving? It's like it's very easy to go, no, thanks, I'm fine. I mean, uh, a great story, my dad who... Awesome man. I absolutely adored him. He was so kind and so generous. I think him and Gary Douglas are two of the most generous men I've ever met in my life. And he was always trying to give me money. Like he, um, I mean, we were, you know, above, above average, you know, went to private school, did all that sort of stuff. But he was always trying to give me more money. And I was like, I don't need your money. I'm, I'm fine. I can work this out on my own. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like when I left school. And he was like, I... He just wanted to help me. Years later, when I finally realized um, what was going on and with the receiving, and it was from Access, he wanted to give me, uh, it was like a check for $50,000 to help me out with something. And I finally went, okay, and I received it. And I watched his whole entire body just relax. And I thought, it brought tears to my eyes because I was like, oh, I didn't realize how mean I was being by not willing, not willing to receive money from my dad. Like my dad loved me so much and all he wanted to make sure was that I got educated and I was financially okay. And I was refusing to receive that and I was like, there's a level of unkindness in not receiving that I hadn't realized until that very moment. So it's like how, uh, and it's interesting because it's like you think it's this, um, just this self thing and it's like, no, it's like the next time you go out and someone you know, offers to buy you uh, coffee. I mean, Francesca was in Australia recently who was just on the call. And because she works with Joy Business, I'm totally fine with buying her something. That's sort of, I feel like that, that, that's what I should be doing or what I like doing. And then one day she goes, I want to buy you breakfast. And I was like, no, no, it's okay, I'll get you breakfast. And she's like, no, I want to buy you breakfast. Now, I also happen to be ordering breakfast for Nash and Brendan, my son and my husband. And it was like, 
So, and I went, no, no, because my justification was, I'm ordering for Nash and Brendan as well. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to get you guys breakfast. And it was so hard for me to go, okay, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but there's a level of receiving in that, that if you are not willing to receive it, it's like you don't create anything in the other person's universe either. And it's like, it's just money. It's just breakfast. So practice receiving for the little things like breakfast you know, a glass of wine, it's like, you know, dinner, whatever. The next time someone says, hey, can I buy you this or I've got it, instead of the moment that you're about to go, no, no, let me get it or, you know, oh, I've got it or whatever, it's like just stop, breathe and go look at, and be present with the moment and be like, oh, cool, thank you. I'm really grateful. I appreciate it. Because right. you can and see the energy that it actually creates more. It does. Like, I mean, I was just going to yeah, say, go like your gratitude is just such a gift to the other person. Totally. Well, they feel received. You feel received. Hey, you got breakfast. No. <laughs> but it's like, it's this whole, so it's like how much, I mean, that's like the universe. I mean, there's an old movie called Annie Mayne, right? Um, fabulous movie. And she's like this, you know, wild, extravagant aunt. And there's a line in it where she says, um, the universe is a, is a banquet and people are starving. And that's exactly what happens. It's like the universe is ready. The universe is there going, what next? What else would you like? What else can we create? And you're starving to death. What if there was way more possible than what you've currently been willing to acknowledge? Because you know what? You've got to get out of that point of view if you have to do everything yourself as well, because you don't. There's a whole right. universe out there willing to assist. And if you look around you and just take a moment and go, oh, who would actually love to contribute to this? rather than how many reasons and justifications do you have for refusing contribution from the world, from other people, from your family, from your friends, from the next door neighbor, whoever it is, and everything. And it's like just letting down those barriers and going, okay, what would it look like if I received more today than I have ever asked for? Because you also limit what you can receive by the amount you ask for. And everything at that is we destroy and uncreate it. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all known, shorts, boys and young. That's one of my favorite questions at the moment. It's like, what can show up that I have not yet asked for? Because that's taking it beyond my logical mind, beyond anything I've ever decided can show up. So what could show up that you have not yet asked for? That's awesome. That's my new Facebook status. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I was... Is there, any possibility oh. you could re Sorry, is there any possibility you could repeat the question? Uh, what? Uh, yes, um, but I might say it slightly different. Did you write it down, Julia? Yeah, what can I receive that I have not yet asked for? And also, what could show up today um, that I have not yet asked for? What could show up? Those are really open-end questions that don't have any point yep. of view attached to yep. them. That's yep. going to create big time. Yep, <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's when the fun begins because you know what? You can't limit what can show up. You're just like, okay, what can show up today that I've not yet asked for? Because how many times do we try and work it out? It's like, well, if I get this job, then this is going to happen. If I start this business, then you know, this is the way it's going to look. Or, you know, I mean, projections, it always is funny in business, you know, when people look at doing the projections of their business or their business plan. It's like how many of you get totally bored doing a business plan? Now, I'm not saying that it's like just winging it. It's like what are you asking for and what, 
what awareness do you have of the future that can be created? And it's like, follow that. But a business plan, it's like, you've got to sit down and work it out. Projections, I mean, projections always crack me up because you own a retail shop. I mean, look at, you know, Chris Hughes um, managing the Guild in Brisbane, which is an antique shop. Now, if he projects that they're going to earn, you know, 200000 this month, and there's some energy about, you know, having to earn that 200000 that month, how much of that is an invitation for someone to come in and buy a $600,000 item? Nah. Because you start to limit what can show up rather than there's infinite possibilities of what's possible. The magnanimous universe. Mm. Right. They've been refusing to live in the magnanimous universe where you destroy and uncreate it. Yay! Yes, yes, yes. Yes, right and wrong. Green bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Hey, I realize that I do keep talking and talking. I don't know if any of your listeners have any other questions. I think there's a few people on the line. Sure, shall I pause? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Does anyone have any questions for Simone? Oops. I, I actually uh, have a... I do, I do. Oh, wait, we have somebody there. Sorry, this is Marielena from Mexico. Hi. Hi, Marielena from Mexico. I love our international, um, global feel <laughs> we have here. So what has been showing for me is uh, I used to like be very fond of buying things and accumulating things. And lately, it's just like I don't need to buy, I don't need to accumulate, I don't need to get. And this is what is giving my body so much pleasure. So I don't know if you could talk about this. Okay, so, did you, so what if things became a choice and not a necessity? Because what? if you have a need and it's a necessity, I mean, it's like money. It's like where do people make money a necessity rather than a choice? There's a difference. So the need is always got this, like, I mean, even look at the energy of it. It's got this constraint. It's got a, you know, a contraction to it rather than a choice. Is a very different energy. So have you eliminated necessity and created choice? Oh, that sounds so light. Thank you so much. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you for being willing to choose that. It's like, um, I mean, I did a call. It's on my website, but it's called... Um, uh, is money a necessity? And it's so funny because people go to this thing of going, you know, of course it's a necessity because I have to pay my bills, because I have to do this, because I have to eat. And it's like, no, that's a choice. You can choose to pay your bills. You choose to eat. You choose to live in a house. So it's like if you start to look at everything as a choice rather than necessity, and even if you look at like, you know, going to work, and it's like you don't have to go to work. It's a choice. So every time you're choosing something based on necessity, it's like what energy are you creating that if you created it from choice instead of necessity would change your whole entire reality. And everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy and uncreate it. Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. Thank you so much. It's so powerful. Thank you. You're welcome. It is powerful, but you know what? It's like you're powerful too. It's like that's the thing. It's like we've all created, like we're amazing beings and it's like how often have we, you know, acknowledged that or do we refuse to acknowledge that? And it's like how can you go, like if you're amazing just the way you are, it's like, okay, now what's possible? Now you start to ask questions. Instead of sitting there in the land of, you know, oh, I've got so many things that I've done wrong, sitting in the land of judgment and it's like I'm always wrong judging myself, blah, blah, blah. It's like what is that creating rather than being like, okay, so 
great tool, Access Consciousness tool, wake up in the morning, who am I today and what grand and glorious adventures can I have? And with your business, it's like, okay, who are we today? And what grand and glorious adventures can we have? Everything that doesn't allow that to show up, destroy and uncreate it, lighten on good and bad, pock and pot all known, shorts, boys and beyond. And pock and pot everywhere that you've uninvited money today. Tons of Godzillion, lighten on good and bad, pock and pot all known, shorts, boys and beyonds. That's an awesome question. And I've used that a lot over the last few years. It's just, I, at the end of the day, when I remember... Um, I should even write that down that like and do it every night the nights that I remember to pock and pod everywhere I've uninvited money from my life it changes everything that's a really good tool so don't do it anyone (laughs) (laughs) avalanches of money coming in yeah well the thing is it's like you're so quick to you know, you, you're asking for more to show up and it's like you're asking for your business to expand, you're asking for more money, you're asking for, you know, all these different things and we're so quick to uninvite it. Like all it takes is going to a restaurant, your body's screaming out going, I want the lobster, I want the lobster and you're going, I'm not paying that much for lobster, we can't afford that. Bam, you've just uninvited money rather than going, okay body, I get you want the lobster, acknowledging it and going, so what would it take for us to create the money to be able to order lobster with absolute ease? Okay, so it doesn't mean going and then going, I'm just getting lobster because that's what my body wants and I'm going to be ignorant. It's not about ignoring what you've got, but, uh, but being aware of the moment and then asking for something else. What that's can we an change incredible so that I'd be able to have lobster? That's an incredible level of presence. Yes, it is. What happens often is we go, like, we go, oh, well, access consciousness says that I should, you know, get the lobster. And that's absolutely not what is being said. It's a level of presence and a level of question. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's, that's funny because it's like how much you're using um, consciousness against what you can create. <laughs> Rather than going, okay, so I would love to buy those, you know, $700 shoes. Okay, body, okay, universe, show me what I'd have to create in order to buy those shoes with ease rather than just going, oh, now I should just be buying these $700 pairs of shoes because I'm choosing more. It's like, no, it's not about going into, you know, uh, what I call ignorant debt because I think there's two forms of debt, one creative and one's like being in total ignorance of what you're actually creating. Right. That just makes me laugh because I spent so long doing that. And uh, the the last little while I've realized, oh, that's actually not presence. That's actually not creation. That's using consciousness against myself. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I did too for a long time. (laughs) So, yeah, that's really neat. That's an awesome tool. Everywhere I've uninvited money from my life today, I destroy and uncreate it all. Yep. And it just, exactly. And it's like, you know what, if you just write, um, I used to have on my car steering wheel, because I mean, now I just get up and open my computer and I have to drive to work, but on my car steering wheel and in the mirror and the bathroom, so when I was brushing my teeth before I went to bed and then when I got in the car in the morning, so there was the two places at night and first thing in the morning if I forgot it, so, and I just write it on there. So, I mean, and I'd also run the five elements of intimacy, where am I not being five elements of intimacy with myself and with money? Which the five elements of intimacy is, you know, um, being grateful, being allowance, trusting, um, honoring, and what's the last one? Uh, 
honor, trust, allowance, vulnerability, and gratitude? Yeah, that's it. Vulnerability is the one I left out. So it's like those five elements, and it's like where are you not being in the, living in those five elements with yourself and your business? Because you have to have those five elements to be able to create more. You have to trust what you're choosing. You have to honor it. You have to be vulnerable, be grateful, being an allowance. Right. And what you, uh, I mean, I'm sure if we really looked at it, all five elements would have been in what you said, but the one that pops out for me is, um, you know, your body is asking for the lobster, and instead of just going, I have to buy the lobster or I'm not doing consciousness, um, it takes vulnerability to say, okay, this is where I'm at right now. It's maybe not going to create the greatest result for me to get the lobster and what else is possible. Like that's a level of vulnerability and honesty with yourself too. Yeah, like looking exactly. at where you are. Yep. So, yeah, that's really neat. Um, so we have... Um, about eight minutes left here. Um, Simone, what um, what classes uh, do you teach and what do you have coming up in the future? Uh, I've got, well, I've written a book called Joy of Business. It's an awesome <laughs> book and it's so, on audio too. It is on audio in my, in my Australian lingo. I'm, I'm the one that recorded it, so, <laughs> uh, which I think is pretty funny. It's in the Queen's English. Um, not in the U.S. English. <laughs> so, uh, so I've written a book called Joy Business, which is very funny because most people go, Joy Business, how does that work out? But you know what, Joy, um, Joy Business to me is about the willingness to change everything, the willingness to have everything, the willingness to lose everything. So you've got to be willing to lose everything, to have everything. So, and then, um, so I do classes based on that. We've actually got, this is the first year that we've got Sorry, I'm outside. Can you hear the Australian birds? <laughs> yes. I thought That's maybe so funny. Purcell was on with a rooster. <laughs> you know, New Zealand, which is the country just near us, they have these birds that are all so beautiful and they're all like, tweet, tweet, I'm so pretty, I'm so, got these lovely noises. And Australian birds are like, ah, ah. <laughs> You're always like, I mean, we do have some that make nice noises, but the ones that make the loud, you know, noises the ones override it. Um, but anyway, so I've got joint business classes. The first, this is the first year we've actually got a facilitators class in June in Australia. And leading up to that, you do joint business foundation, which is a one-day class. I also have it available on telecalls. Uh, I don't have any online at the moment, but we'll be putting some up soon. And then the joint business two-day advanced, which the prerequisite to that is the foundation class. And I do you know, telecalls and, and different things available. And, you know, I'm off to Sweden and Poland as my next classes, so, which is pretty cool being translated. The book's translated into, I think, seven different languages, um, which is such a, so matches the energy of what I wanted to create because it's like, I mean, we've sold so many books in Poland and it's like, that's great. It's like, you know, a country like Poland and all the different, you know, the history of Poland and everything it's been through that we can actually offer you know, a different uh, perspective is definitely is where I'm heading with it all. So, right. so that's what I have available. And it's all on accessjoyofbusiness.com. I remember you saying um, once in a class that I took with you, if you do it for the money, it's always going to be about the money. Yeah, and, that is true. And um, I just had to say that because that's such a good, a good point. And like, 
like choosing to publish books in seven languages, I'm sure that's very expensive. And what result are you creating in the world? You're not doing that for the money. So that's a really neat perspective. It is. I mean, it's cost me a small fortune in every language. And it's like, will I ever get my money back based on the book? Probably not. Uh, but does it match the energy of what I'd like to create? And I might end up making more from the classes I do there. I don't really have an answer, but I'm not looking for the answer. Right. So, that's and a there's cool. a different to Yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say that's a really cool energy. Does this, or just the question of does this match the energy of what I'd like to create in the world? Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, and go just on. because you don't, if you because if you make it well, if you make something about the money, like what I said about that is, if you go, oh, well, I can't afford this, or this is X amount of money, or this is, you know, if you make the money the priority and the significance, then it's always going to be a priority and a significance. I mean, I years and years ago, and I learned this, you know, all of this stuff. I I didn't, you know, I learned this by using the tools. I was standing there with um, a bunch of cash in my hand, and I was looking at it, and Gary said to me when are you going to stop making that so significant and when are you going to stop making um, it about you instead of the money? And I was like, oh, God. And I looked down at my hand. I had all these notes in my hand. And I was like, that's insane. I'm making that more important than me and my choices. And at that time, I was hugely in debt. And I went, right. okay, that has to change. So it's not about also doing, going to this place of going, well, you know, not making about the money. So now I do everything for free. It's like the willingness to receive copious amounts of money and be very clear. It's like when you're making choices, go, okay, so he's just working for me. Like you might be made, like doing all those books um, translated. I, I, I went in knowing that the translations were going to cost me more than I would make. Okay, cool. That's fine. But it's like not looking at things and going, okay, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to, I need to change something here. So it's right. willingness to change, the willingness to choose something different, the willingness to lose everything, and the willingness to have everything. That's the joy of business. <laughs> That's a pretty amazing adventure. It certainly is. And it's, <laughs> it makes it way more fun. Yeah, it is fun. I'm starting a yoga studio in the, in the town that I've moved into and hiring teachers and all these things, and it so matches the energy of what I'd like to create. And I've used so many of your tools while I'm creating. And this has been such a cool refresher to, to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot that one. And this area is not working out at all. And, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for the energy that you are creating in the world because it really has changed a ton in my life. And, and like, God, I'm a, like a 22-year-old kid and people – you know, take me seriously. And I'm actually able to do these things because I'm doing it based on these crazy, wild, incredible tools that actually work. Like, that's so cool. Are you only 22? Yeah, I'm 22. Wow, that's cool. I wish I had these tools at 22. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was out there being naughty and debaucherous and, and finding everything Oh, don't worry. Uh, I still do that and wake up and think, what the hell just happened? But <laughs> What choice did I make here? Oh, I can choose again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like amazing. Like anything is possible. Like really and truly anything is possible. And, and business can actually be like, it's like right now, it's something that I'm really looking into because I got sick of, you know, waking up 
not knowing where I was not I wasn't that bad but like just doing crazy things and 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 uh partying all the time and then I was like okay so now I think I'm going to choose you know business and creation so I just like snapped my fingers and made the switch and now the whole universe has just put all these things in my lap and I'm actually able to navigate them and use these tools and it actually works like under any circumstance well, that's the thing too, though. I mean, what you said in the universe, you know, just showed you all these things. The universe is there. Any time, any moment that you wish to ask, it's there. It doesn't sleep. It's got your back. Totally. It's, and, like, if you really trust it, I, just, I can't believe it. Like, I am personally shocked just in the latest weeks of, of it, it really, it's showing me. And, and um, with the whole new clearings on the magnanimous universe and stuff like that, that's really shifting a lot too so yes yeah. it is <laughs> so thank you very much Simone you're welcome Julia I've had fun being on here awesome well we've had fun having you and uh, thank you to everyone who called in and uh, your questions and contributions and uh, I'm always just happy to have people on the call because even if you don't speak up the energy that you create on the call you know leads us in a different direction and creates something greater so thank you for, for being on the call yeah and yeah. Uh, all of those people listening in the future um, thanks for listening too so thanks so much Simone and uh, we will talk next week uh, again on a totally different reality and my guest is actually Chris Hughes who Simone mentioned on the call he runs uh, uh, the antique guild that Gary Douglas um, owns in Brisbane Australia and so we're going to be talking about the elegance of living so I'm really looking forward to that so thank you nice. so much, Simone. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Julia. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.